The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Jesus exclaimed, I bless you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for hiding these things from the learned and the clever and revealing them to mere children. Yes, Father, for that is what it pleased you to do. Everything has been entrusted to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, just as no one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you who labor and are overburdened, and I will give you rest. Shoulder my yoke and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Yes, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I want to say something very simple about the Sacred Heart because it's a privilege that this is revealed to us. It's a privilege when anyone reveals their heart to us, so much the more when God, who is so sacred, um, so holy, like, like the incarnation as a phenomenon, as a historical event, is scandalous. It totally uh, scandalizes the mind. It's like God, who is all holy, would enter into this mess? Yes. Yes, God would. God will. Like, like he won't have it any other way. He will come hunting for us, no matter how deep the darkness is, no matter how thorny and uh, unpriopenable the thicket is. He will batter and bruise and pierce his own heart in the process because that is his deep, sincere, self-sacrificial love for us. But it is a revelation, and it's a revelation that comes at the end of a long line of revelations. And for that reason, I think, kind of understandably, it doesn't really make sense to the world out there who does not know Jesus, who does not know the language of the church, who does not know God, who maybe doesn't have a sense of the sacred and how to interact with it. It comes after a long line of revelation. Um, Think of our last most magnificent feasts. Obviously, we had Easter, the resurrection. That's a big revelation. Jesus is showing that he is not just a lovely guy, but he's God, and he is conqueror of death. He comes risen in glory. That's a revelation. It takes faith to enter into it, to even see it and comprehend what we're seeing. And if you don't believe me, look at how the early church reacted. They didn't know what they were seeing. They had to come to terms with it. It's like their eyes had to readjust to the new light. Then Jesus, as promised, sends his Holy Spirit, Pentecost. This is a big revelation. The world looks at it, and like in the book of Acts, they're like, what are those crazy people doing there, speaking all sorts of nonsense? It's like they've been drinking in the noonday hour. It's a privileged revelation. It's an intimate sight of God being made manifest. After Pentecost was Corpus Christi. Jesus, are you real? Are you just a spiritual kind of imaginary phenomenon? No. If you forgot that I was with you, remember it and sense it, literally in your senses, through your body, once again. I am physically, locally, tangibly present to you. Now this is a revelation that a lot of the world, and even a lot of the Christian world, 
just can't enter into. No, 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 that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense because you haven't come to know the heart of God. Finally, then, we have this Feast of the Sacred Heart. One after the other, privileged, privileged insights into who God is and and where God is with us, which is to say, right alongside us. In fact, mutually indwelling, as the scriptures so often say, I will be in them and they will be in me. You can't get closer than mutual indwelling. With revelation comes intimacy, and with intimacy comes vulnerability, which literally means the potential to be wounded. And can I say, especially because the scriptures touched on it today, this is the true meaning of Christian fear. I am... Leading up to Pentecost, and we're still hearing it in the, in the bulletin articles that are being put out over the next couple of weeks, is the gifts of the Spirit. And maybe it's an embarrassing thing to confess, but up until a few weeks ago, I wouldn't have had much to say about the gifts of the Spirit. It's like, oh yeah, wisdom, knowledge, piety, that stuff. <laughs> that stuff that the Spirit somehow cultivates in our life. The watershed moment for me is this idea that we know as Catholics that grace builds on nature. Think of all the parables about the rich soil and the tree that bears good fruit and all of that stuff. Jesus is saying, cultivate the basic gift that you are, your basic human virtues, your basic intellect, your basic will, your basic freedoms and and imagination, all of that. And the Spirit comes and elevates that into a divine thing, which is what we see in the lives of the saints, which is why none of us is exempt from the call to sainthood, because we have the same raw material that they had to work with. And we have to work with it and hand it over. It's a, it's a truly Eucharistic action that we make with our very selves. Anyway, the last of the gifts, in a way, is the most beautiful because it's the fear of the Lord. And I wrote this in the article. Sometimes we shy away from that language. We think, no, 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 we don't fear God. We're in relationship with him. Yeah, sure, God's mighty and powerful and, and we fear his justice. But we don't want to think about fear because it ruins our love. This is the, this is the mistaken thought. Um, and so we'll call it wonder and awe. Now, to be sure, we are in wonder. We do awe at God's grandeur. But the fear of the Lord is not fear for our own sake. It's fear for God's sake. It's fear for the vulnerability of God's heart to us. Because God so lays himself bare time after time after time after time until we are touching as if we have the privilege as if we have the right we have the privilege we have no right to touch the innermost sensitive um, core of God we ought to fear hurting that innermost core of, of who God is we ought to fear it in the same way to put it in a super crude sense in the same way that I guess I watch my language depending on which company I'm with. If I'm with the elderly, I try and speak a little more courteously. Not because I'm scared they'll slap me, which they might, but because I'm scared that I, brute that I can be, will offend their beautiful, tender, gracious hearts. This is true fear. Fear which is love. Fear which casts out all the other silly fear. We don't need any of that. But we do need this radical sensitivity to the heart of God. Today is a heart-to-heart with our Saviour who comes to us 
laying himself utterly bare, tearing down every barrier. And he invites us, if we dare, to do the same.